Welcome to The Breakdown with INFB. We're your hosts, Garrett Kelly. And Heidi Gant. Today, we're joined by award-winning children's book author and national speaker, Shannon Anderson. Hailing from Rensselaer, Indiana, Shannon taught for 25 years. And now, as an author, her book, I Love Strawberries, was recently named both Indiana Farm Bureau and American Farm Bureau Book of the Year. Welcome, Shannon. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for inviting me. I say let's get right off uh, into it with the book, I Love Strawberries. So in December, it was named the INFB Book of the Year. January, the nationally named the American Farm Bureau Book of the Year. It's been on Good Housekeeping's Best Kids Book uh, Award list. So tell us a little bit about the book and, and why you think it's resonating with people so much. Well, yeah, I'm still pinching myself. It's been an amazing reception of the book, and I'm so pleased that um, so many people have been supporting it and have been excited about it. Um, it's special to me because I wrote it over 10 years ago, and it actually received lots of rejections before it finally found the perfect publishing home with Feeding Minds Press. And so it is such a relief that it's been so well received and people are enjoying it. Um, it's about a girl named Jolie, and she wants to have her own strawberry patch. Throughout the book, you get to see her diary entries so you know what she's thinking, what she's planning. And then there's also story where you can, you know, find out what she indeed did try to do to convince her parents that she's responsible enough and old enough and able to handle growing her own strawberries. So it's about perseverance, but it's also about learning to grow your own food, the joys and challenges in that. And um, I would say it's probably out of all of my books, the one that most reflects me as the character. <laughs> all of my other books are either based on past students or my own children, but this one, Jolie, is one of those determined people, and that's kind of why I, I dedicated this to my mom, this book, because she always said I was very strong-willed. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm going to take as a compliment that it means that I have strong determination and goal oriented and I don't stop until I get to my goals. So <laughs> That's how you should take it. Going back to that real quick, 10 years to get this one off the ground. Is it, is it similar for other books or once you got, you know, one rolling, they, they all started to kind of come together or, or what's that process like? If, if anyone's yeah, It's kind of a case by case basis. I've heard plenty of other authors tell stories of, things taking 10 or more years, you know, to finally get the right publishing house. And, you know, you hear of Dr. Seuss's 27 rejections before, you know, he got his first book published and even JK Rowling, you know, 12 times rejected for Harry Potter. And it turned out, huh, it's a good book. <laughs> and so it, it really, it just is almost like a roll of the dice. You know, when you send it to a publisher, are they going to resonate with it? Is that person that's reading it that particular day in the mood to receive that kind of story and um, do they already have something similar to that on their list is it too long for them too short for them there are so many factors because it's opinion based on you know the acquisitions editor and really I hadn't thought of the the fact that it has to do with growing food that you know maybe I should be looking for a publisher that that does those types of books. And I didn't even know that there was a publisher that existed to do that exact thing. And so when I found Feeding Minds Press and 
Julia Recco sent me an email saying that she was very interested in it. I was over the moon excited and hopeful and it has worked out really well. <laughs> so that's a great point that um, for listeners who don't know, the annual book of the year is part of the um, INFB's Ag in the Classroom program. So books are selected on their accurate representation and depictions of agriculture. So that's a great point that you were saying. Your book does have a lot of that um, more detailed, accurate depictions of agriculture. And do you think that was, was that intentional before you even knew about a publisher like Feeding Minds Press? Did you intentionally want to be really detailed about that part of it? I did. And I think a lot of that stems from being a teacher. So, you know, anything that I can try to teach, and as you know, growing your own food has so many life lessons. And when I would be in the classroom and we would be studying different things in science or having ag in the classroom volunteers come in, I, I loved the different things that kids can learn from that. You know, not only, you know, like perseverance and, you know, having to be patient and learning about what works and what doesn't work. So having a growth mindset as you grow, but, you know, the importance of if we don't have people doing this important work, we don't have food and food's kind of an important thing for people. So, and it's not only food, you know, we have to have our fuel and fiber and everything that goes into that. So I just think it's, it's valuable for kids to know and having my own strawberry patch for many years, I know there are lots of lessons that I used to even bring in to talk to the kids about in the process of doing that. So, and we used to grow things in the classroom and did little, you know, seedlings of different kinds. And I, I just think it's great for kids to see how all of that works, that the food doesn't just show up at the store. There's a process that happens and a lot of hard work behind the scenes. Did did you always want to be an author of some some kind or did, did that desire just kind of grow through your teaching or where did the ball get rolling on that aspect? I was always I was an early reader and loved books and went to every library program there was, you know, like from toddler time to story time to the after school things. I was in book clubs. But when I was in high school, I also had my high school job as the at the public library, I worked in the children's section. And so the whole downstairs was our children's area in our public library. And so when the children's librarian left at the end of the day for her at four o'clock, I came in after school and stayed until eight when they closed. So my evenings were at the local public library surrounded by children's books. And I always kind of thought it would be pretty cool if someday I could have a book that was on one of those shelves. Um, so that planted some seeds. And even earlier than that, when I was in fifth grade, our school had its first author visit and there was a school-wide writing contest leading up to her visit. And when we were all sitting on the gym floor, the whole entire, you know, school, and she walked up holding her book, but she was also holding the book that I had made for the writing contest. And that made a huge impression on me, you know, when she announced that I had won the writing contest from the school-wide writing contest and got an autographed copy of her book and just getting to sit there. And, you know, it was like having a rock star there, like, oh my gosh, there's this author talking to us. She wrote this book. And I loved that. I, I've never forgotten that. And so now I get to do that. I get to go and do author visits and hopefully inspire kids and show them that, you know, writing is fun and far reaching and wanted to do it from 
fifth grade probably on. Um, it was just kind of a thing that I thought would be great to try. I also wrote though, in my senior scrapbook, I wrote that I was going to be a children's book author and elementary teacher. So oh. I did the first part for 25 years and I decided once I had some books coming out, it was hard to keep up with both at the same time because it turns out teachers are really busy people. <laughs> so I decided it was finally time for that second half of my dream. And I went ahead and left the classroom to pursue writing and speaking full-time. So I've been doing that for two years now. That's really great. manifested it for yourself, huh? Yeah, that's great. Um, so to kind of touch on that teaching career uh, that you've been talking about, it sounds like you were a pretty great teacher because you have been mentioned on Good Morning America, the Today Show, lots of places for all the incredibly unique things that you were doing in the classroom. Do you want to talk about a couple of those things that um, that the, the Today Show uh, talked to you about? How What were they talking about um, when they mentioned you? Sure. Um, there one of my favorite projects of the whole school year is this big writing project, big surprise <laughs> that I did with my students. And so the very end of the year, we would, all of the kids would get to write their own story and the kids would illustrate and they would write these stories. I would send them off to a company that would make them into hardcover real books for them. And I also would send off the illustration of their main character to a company that made it into a stuffed animal. And they make, they purposely custom make every single stuffed animal to look just like their drawing. It's amazing. Um, so cool. And it's expensive, but it's amazing. And I used to always write grants to get that covered so that every kid could get one. I would buy a white dress every year that they could all draw their, I, I got like every color of Sharpie and let them draw their characters on my dress on a table. But one of the things that the Today Show picked up on, the reason that all happened was their reactions when they get to see the stuffed animal, it, oh my goodness, it's so amazing. And it felt like Christmas every year when I got to do that because here they had this idea that was in their own imagination that they created and now it's this tangible thing because of their idea. It's so empowering for kids. And so I would make a big deal out of it. And I would set this box with all the stuffed animals in there. And I've helped them with their stories for over a month now. So I know looking in the box, whichever stuffed animal is on top, I know who it belongs to. So I would call that student up and they would get to come over and pull it out and see it for the first time. And it was just so worth all the work and all the grant writing to see their faces and their instant like gut reaction is just to hug it and then hold it back <laughs> and look at it and they just can't believe it Aww. and so I would I would stream all of those reactions of every kid together and I would post it you know on social media for everyone to enjoy and it went viral and that's how the Today Show and Good Morning America came about seeing it and that's how sadly it was during the pandemic that those interviews happened so I didn't get to go there and the kids didn't get to go there it was it was all on zoom but it was still very fun just the same but yeah that's how that happened just because of a fun project that we would we would do each year well I guess to shift gears a little bit so what what has been your it sounds like you've had a lot of experience uh, both in the teaching world and the author world and the speaking world um, so what has been your greatest learning experience or something that maybe initially went wrong that but ended up teaching you something or ended up uh, being positive? 
Let's see. Gosh, so many things. <laughs> I'm one of those forever students. So I'm always trying to learn things and um, taking classes and experimenting. Um, I've written three books on growth mindset. And so I guess that's part of it. You know, part of growth mindset is learning from our mistakes. But I think I've learned a lot of big lessons in trying to get published in the traditional, you know, publishing industry because it's tough. You have to get a pretty thick skin because publishers only publish so many titles per year and they're getting thousands of submissions and they only get to choose maybe a handful for their list. And even if you have a great story, only a few of the great stories are going to get chosen. So learning about how to keep improving so that you're in that pile of, you know, maybes mm -hmm. and learning to make connections with people and knowing what events to go to and what conferences to go to. And it's also a lot of giving back. So I mentor other authors and help them get started. And there's just a lot of learning that happens. And each time you get a rejection, you do learn something. And sometimes it's that your story wasn't right yet. And sometimes it was that that wasn't the right publisher. So there, there are lots of things that I've been able to learn and then also pass along and help other authors that are learning on the same journey. Last question, Shannon. So we, we ask uh, each guest to kind of break down something in their industry or in their world that, that's coming up for them. So um, what's on the horizon for you? Is there a new book on the way? Uh, writers workshops? What's, uh, what's on the horizon for you? Um, well, I can, I guess I can say since I've signed the contract that I love blueberries is coming. <laughs> No, <laughs> so we're still in the trenches and still working on it. So it it's it's not a you know completely done deal yet, but uh, it is written and we're revising actively, and I am very excited, very excited about that. <laughs> um, well, in at the end of the strawberries book, don't they go to a blueberry patch? Yes, so yes, and I've had so many kids. Yes, I've had so many kids and adults alike say, so when's the blueberry book coming? And I can't answer that because I don't know for sure. It could be years, but um, it has been written. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. so that's exciting. And I am continuing to um, do more with ag, ag agriculture ed. Um, so I'm going to be presenting at the next national Ag in the Classroom Conference in Orlando this summer. Excited to do that. It's going to be about growing things with growth mindset. And I have been thankfully invited to participate in lots of different state initiatives. So whether it is training Ag in the Classroom teachers and sharing all sorts of ways that they can use I Love Strawberries um, in their classrooms and in their workshops, or if it is meeting with kids and talking to the kids themselves about it um, with me personally sharing with them or reading to them or doing traditional author visits. So I have lots of those types of things planned. And I never would have thought years ago when I left teaching to you know, write full time that it would take this path and I would get to be doing things that have to do with farming. So that has been a wonderful surprise and I'm loving it. Well, we are very grateful for it. I think your book is awesome and um, classrooms everywhere need to go out and get this for their students. Um, so I, I think it's just, it's beautifully 
illustrated as well. Yes. Jacqueline did such a good job. Yes. So uh, we we appreciate your book. We appreciate you. We appreciate you taking the time today to talk to us. Um, I think our members will really, will really love this conversation. So thank you so much, Shannon. Well, thank you. If you enjoyed our conversation today with Shannon, make sure to subscribe to The Breakdown with INFB and even rate and review us to let us know how we're doing. For more information, visit infb.org slash podcast. Next month, join us for a conversation with entrepreneur, author, and speaker, Sarah Beth Aubrey.